your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM 608. The guy just said it. 608 785 7914. Mayor Mitch Reynolds on the phone with me. Uh, hey. You, you're going to run the gauntlet today, Mitch? Are you going to run the Southside oh, yeah. Gauntlet construction oh, yeah, no, started I, today? Yeah, I'm ready. Absolutely. I ran the gauntlet just before the show just to see. It's uh, it's not too bad yet. There is coming from the south going north. It is a little like, oh, uh, am I going in the wrong direction here? Uh, just the the south side. We we're calling it the party house roundabout. That's what we're calling oh, it sure. down there. Oh sure. Um, you're probably around when there was a party house or no? Brad said that was the '80s. Maybe you weren't around actually. I mean, I don't know. There's been there's been a number of different party houses. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, those kind of party houses. But there was a bar called the Party House. What do you think of the idea of naming all the roundabouts after like defunct bars that were, uh, oh you know, the God. South Avenue would be great, right? Because we're literally that's amazing. We're literally amazing idea. <laughs> uh, we're literally getting rid of buildings, so we could call like the Boyers Roundabout, right? Because there used to be Boyers there, even though uh, they're getting a new boy- building. I think it's a. I think it's a fantastic idea. I am. <laughs> I am absolutely in support of that. So what do we do? A resolution and then whereas yes. the yes. city council? Yes. Okay. Yeah, whereas uh, Boyers was a uh, furniture uh, reseller uh, at, at this location for, I don't know, 199 years. And whereas the Wisconsin DOT claimed this uh, property as its own to build this roundabout, uh, therefore, be it resolved that uh, this roundabout shall heretofore be re- be 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 named and and known as the Boyer's Roundabout. I love it. Perfect. Let's get <laughs> and, it done. And it get gives it done, Rick. It gets each city council member maybe uh, a little bit. They can do their own little if they haven't written a resolution yet, right? Yeah, Who's they, uh, is Newman they, on the south side? Is that Newman way on the south? So he can do one. Oh, that's. No, that's not. Uh, that's um, uh, whew, man. That's not. No, that's that's way too far north from Mark Newman. I think that's. Gosh, I want to say it's Councilmember Trost. I have to look at that. I really. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't know that off the top of my head. I have to look at that. Okay. Well, I'll do. A, I'll do a public comment uh, at the beginning of sure. council meeting tomorrow sure. and just ask. Yep. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. But uh, all right. So. That was my first idea. The gauntlet's not too bad yet, like I said. I did the Winona gauntlet the other day, too, because they're putting a roundabout right in front of the fleet farm there, right at that intersection. Yep. So Winona super is going to be super crazy because that roundabout's uh, you know, just well a little bit more ridiculous than on the south side. Um, so, so just to be clear, Rick, this, this project is a DOT project, not a city project. So we're, we're kind of just, you know holding on to our britches to see what they do. But um, in terms of the timing and how they go about the process of um, signage and everything else that goes on here, it's, it's, it's all, it's all being uh, regulated by the DOT. So, yeah. Um, well, it's perfect too. Cause if the DOT screws up, you go DOT. And if it works yeah, out well, then that. you take credit. You're like, yes, I hard, <laughs> I harbored this. Um, speaking of that, you get to take credit for Mayo building a $200 million six-story facility. You broke ground on that. And then a couple of days before that, uh, you're going to take credit for fire station number two, right? Five and a half million dollar station. I mean, that's, that's, that's really nice. Thank you very much. But uh, no. <laughs> um, 
So I was at, yeah, both groundbreakings, Monday, Tuesday. So Monday, the fire station, Tuesday, the Mayo groundbreaking. You know what? I got, first of all, talk talk about Mayo. I cannot, when they came to me and said, you know what? We've given up on our plans to build elsewhere. We're going to build our hospital right here in in the central part of La Crosse, right where our footprint has always been. It was just a stunning development, and what an amazing thing for the city of La Crosse to have Mayo make that kind of investment in the city where, you know, where there might have been an investment elsewhere outside of the city in some other kind of way. They believe in our city. They believe in that neighborhood or those neighborhoods all around the city. Uh, their legacy has been one of of community building. I, I am just. I'm. It, it feels remarkable to be in this in this moment where the the biggest investment, this biggest single investment that Mayo has ever made in terms of building is right here in the city of La Crosse, and I am just super pleased about that. So, just amazed about that. And then, of course, our fire stations. Fire Station 2, groundbreaking on Monday, and uh, the recognition that this is the first fire station to break ground in the city of La Crosse. So the the last fire station completed in the city of La Crosse in 1967, so 55 years ago, was our last fire station. I mean, it is well past time to invest in our firefighters, in our fire service, in our response times, and all the other things that go along with emergency response within the city of La Crosse. And I am I'm so incredibly excited to see this new fire station come to fruition. And then that one, and then fire station four, the new one on the north side, which should be breaking ground later this year. It's, it's incredible. It's just an amazing uh, development for our city. It's, it's stunning how long it has taken to get to the point where we're breaking ground on a new fire station in the city. And I think one of the fire stations has a women's locker room now. You know what? There <laughs> is more than one, but uh, I did. It was absolutely essential from my perspective to make sure that uh, fire station one, fire station three had uh, equitable locker rooms and, and quarters. And that's where we're at right now. So after, you know, fire station one, I don't know how long it's going to be around. It's it is obviously the the the, the main fire station for our city, uh, but we have be, with our half million dollar investment into equitable facilities for female firefighters. We've made sure that that fire station will be here for the next. You know, at this point, we're talking about twenty years. Uh, fire station three, possibly also because of the equitable investment in in uh, in, in quarters. Uh, so very excited about both of those projects. Yep, absolutely. It was a very, uh, very <clears throat> small window of a thing to campaign on. We're going to get locker rooms for the women. <laughs> you know, like what? Because there's not that many women firefighters, but uh, it's understandable, too. You know what? It's, yeah, it's important, though. It's very, very important. That's lacrosse mayor Mitch Reynolds. We're going to talk about some of the more of this stuff. I'm going to throw uh, one-liners at him and then make him talk uncomfortably about my one-liners. Uh, it's Absolutely. like a, it's, I'm Will Smith. I'm slapping you, Chris. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. 
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds on with me. We're talking about, okay, so we, we brought up new groundbreakings. Mayo, $200 million yeah. facility. You didn't mention that they, they want to take one of the alleys. So, I mean, that's, I that's know, huge. Right? It no, is kind of funny. No, yeah. um, no I, I'm sorry I didn't mention that. Yeah, so the part of uh, what Mayo has, um, has planned is a beautification project um, and a sustainability project for an alley, or a, I'm sorry, for a parking lot that they already have. And um, part of that would involve the vacation of the alley that goes through the parking lot. And uh, so they've gone through the process, and uh, it does require a uh, change in city ordinance. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't – it when- is – you know, they've they've, they've done – I, I got to hand it to, to Mayo. They have done a tremendous job of reaching out to the neighborhood associations, to the, the stakeholders in the neighborhoods, to the business owners, to the to everybody in the neighborhood. Just making sure that everybody's on um, on the same page with their building plans. Um, this is a uh, parking lot they already have. It's in their campus plan. They've owned it for a while. It's, it's been a parking lot for a while. They're not taking any new land. I guess what people and, would be concerned about as we make fun of, like as you, you pawn off the, the DOT plan on South Avenue, is West. they're doing right. this on West Ave. Is it going to affect traffic, right? That's all we care about. Right. No, that's that's it. You know, the funny thing is that that uh, Mayo isn't planning on adding new any new parking spaces. There shouldn't be any new traffic. Um, they're they're creating a more modernized facility, but their their plans do not involve any new parking, any new traffic. It's no, just, but what about what about construction? Like, are we going to have to avoid West Avenue for a time? I don't think so. No, we do have some things where there where there's going to be construction, um, definitely off of West Avenue. But I I don't think West Avenue. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be an issue with. Uh, with that that particular project, no. Is Mayo planning any roundabouts in that area? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of their campus, yeah. Right, and then we also talked about new fire station, but as we do yep. that groundbreaking this week, earlier this week, I think Monday we did it, and it's not that yep. much. Um, Monday, yep. Uh, Ken Gilliam there, obviously. I had Ken on last week. We did our like farewell show, because Ken always likes yeah. to come in here and, yeah. and do the show, and um, he's gone Friday, I think is his last day. Uh you know, are you going to appoint yourself? I've been watching the show Reacher on Prime. It's uh, Jack Reacher. He's like a six foot four old army guy who beats everyone up. Yep. It's like it's 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 Judge Dredd on steroids, but it's not future. <laughs> it's not futuristic. I, I tried to work Judge yep. Dredd in here. Um, that yep. was that was a stretch. But uh, in the show, spoiler alert. It's it's not a huge spoiler, but in the show, the police chief. It is gone, and the mayor appoints himself police chief. Is this something you can do? Can you appoint yourself the new fire chief in ter- instead of having? I think I think we have uh, now. I forgot. Jeff Murphy is the fire chief now, but maybe you just appoint yeah. yourself fire chief. Yeah. Once once our, our current fire chief Ken Gilliam uh, leaves on on Friday, the uh, Jeff Murphy will take over as the interim uh, fire chief. Uh, no, I cannot appoint myself fire chief. Actually, the state of Wisconsin has a, a process through which the police and fire commissions in all of those municipalities that have a police and fire commission are, they're the bodies that, that, um, that appoint a, a fire chief, if you will. So our police and fire commission will be in charge of that process. 
that is not something that I, I'm, I'm absolutely certain that our police and fire commission would not consider me as a as a suitable. Uh, well, you could apply. Uh, I mean, fire chief. So that's not, that's not going to happen. And nor would I want uh, to be able to. Uh, nor would I want that um, that job. I just, I you know, it, it is a it is an extraordinary level of. Uh, expertise that is required for that position of fire chief within the city of La Crosse. Obviously, uh, the elected individual as the mayor certainly does not fit that bill. Do you get any say in the new fire chief? I mean, I'm guessing there'll be a lot of internal candidates, but... I do not. No. The Police and Fire Commission, in Wisconsin, you know, one of the great things that the the folks in, in the state of Wisconsin did many, many years ago uh, you know, at the, at the founding, pretty much of the state, was develop a, a police and fire commission. Uh, and, and I'll have to check my history on that, but when that was, but uh, police and fire commissions take take all of that out of the political realm, and and uh, uh, not entirely, but take it out of the political realm for the most part, and and put it put that responsibility within a body of individuals who will then choose. You know, vet the candidates, choose the next fire chief. Um, and the idea was to separate that process from people, you know, the mayor, basically. I Me. guess you, I guess your hand in that would be selecting a police and fire commission. I think you have a hand in that, if not, right? Yeah, so that's that's the part that where there, you know, there is that political consideration. But uh, in the city of La Crosse, those police, police and fire commission individuals serve uh, beyond, beyond mayors. So... Um, I don't appoint a full police and fire commission. And once I become mayor, uh, those individuals are are appointed by a mayor, you know, the previous mayor Cabot, or even, you know, to, to some extent, I believe, uh, uh, Mayor Harder appointed a couple of the police and fire commissioners. So it really just it is it bridges the gaps there, and it makes it a, a much a process that that takes it out of the political realm and and. Uh, provide a situation where you're you're evaluating candidates based on their their level of experience and and um and uh, you know their 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 qualities and their aptitude i'm googling does georgia require police and fire commission reacher takes place <laughs> in georgia uh where the mayor there appoints himself the police chief uh wow yeah no i don't know about georgia yeah, yeah. it's a whole different a whole different ball. You'll also love Reacher because he's six foot four. You're six foot four. He's a little I bit am. better looking than you are. I will say that uh, a little Thank bit you. more built. Thank but. you, Rick. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, say that. I mean, uh, he's good. he has more shirtless scenes than you do as mayor too. Like he's just uh, there's <laughs> I, that th- to this point, I have not had a shirtless scene. So yeah, I would say I'd, yeah because at the Y we're doing we're not doing shirts and skins. We're doing <laughs> we're doing beanies, right? Um, have you yeah, played? Actually, so I play. Uh, I'm back to playing Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, and uh, we're just we're not doing anything. We're just like trying to remember who's on each other's teams. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're not even not even beanies. You just figure it out, no, and then you you no, throw the like. Oh, that guy. And you throw the somebody in in some shirt that re- you recognize. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you throw it. You throw that errant pass telling. to the wrong guy on the other team, and then you, and then it's up to that guy morally to go. No, hand you the ball back because you're not on his team, or go in for an uncontested layup like he's, you know. Uh, what, let's see here. Uh, yeah. I was going to yeah. say D'Angelo Russell. I wanted to do the 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 sophomore on the Timberwolves. I can't think of his name now. The first pick. Oh, I just forgot. Unbelievable. 
Um, sure. Anyway, so yeah, when, uh, and this was one of my first things, but on my list of uh, things to ask you. Sure. Um, we've we've done this. I've done this one before, right? As mayor, are yep. the elbows a little sharper now at basketball? I guess you you probably haven't played a whole lot of basketball as mayor with the pandemic and all. But are the elbows getting a little sharper, or do you notice? You know, oh, this guy's elbowing me a little bit more. There's a the box out is a little bit harder now that I've become mayor versus when I was just on the radio. <laughs> you know, I am I'm back to playing pretty regularly, and it's great. And it's great to play with the, the guys. Uh, in the morning again, and it's a fantastic game. And there is no deference uh, to my position. There is the same level of elbows, and um, yeah, and, and and it's it's fantastic, and it's it's a it's a it's a nice. Uh, relief valve. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. What about at Fantastic. like what about at like friends parties? Are they asking you different questions? Because when you're a radio host, that's still kind of like an out there position where people are curious. <laughs> I know this, uh, but when you change to Mara, your friends when you when you have like bonfires and whatnot, have a couple of drinks. Are they asking you some different weird questions about being the mayor? No, I mean it's been a year, Rick. I mean we're it's everything is just normal now, so. Any the friends conversations that I have, everybody we're just we're talking about regular friend stuff. All right, fine. That's boring. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Speaking of that's old, speaking of old friends, here's one that's yep. very old and also uh, you know an old friend on the show. Number three, go bring ahead. It. Number three, bring it. How are you two dudes doing? Great. We're good. Thanks. I remember Mitch Reynolds. When we were going to run you for parking czar, and you couldn't even get that job with the city of Lacrosse, and now you're the head never, one down there. Never, never really applied, but yeah, <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Well, the idea was to have. You, neither one of us had any experience. You were going to be the czar, and Rick and I are going to work for you. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I thought yeah, the joke was yeah. we're going to make me parking czar. We were going to have me fill thought, out a resume. Yeah. Okay. Like so I mean, it's who you know nowadays. <laughs> What's that? I said it's who you know nowadays. It is. Have a it good is, one. Ten four. <laughs> okay, that was it. All right. Thanks, thanks, number three. I'm really glad that he's uh, he's still part of this conversation. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, he's uh, anytime. Uh, he's you know what he he is combing the uh, council agendas uh, better than I am. There's 41 things on the agenda tomorrow. So before we go to break here. Yeah. Um, the state legislature adjourned. We bring this up probably twice a week. Uh, the state legislature adjourned back in March for the year to go hit the campaign yep. trail. And I don't know if they did this four years ago. This is my next uh, deep dive is did they do this four years ago when they controlled the entire government? Republicans. Um, what if the city council just adjourned to go campaign right now? Because, man, there's 40 there every every month. The city council is doing a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, just going over a lot of things on the agenda. Yeah. And I just yeah. think, like, maybe in the state, there's probably, I bet you would have 40 things on an agenda each month for a state legislature, but they're just done. Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, our, so the, what we're do what we're engaged in, I'm trying to be very diplomatic here, <laughs> but what we're engaged in is public service. So our city council members are constantly engaged in public service. And what they're doing is they're trying to improve their city. They're trying to improve their community. And they're doing a really fantastic job. And so they're, but they're constantly engaged in the process. And I, it is, it is, you know, we have, we have city council members that are, that, well, all city council members probably are engaged in the process on, on the phone all nights of the week, all days of the week. 
They're constantly working. They're constantly thinking of ways that they can help improve our city. And then the legislation, and you mentioned the 41 different pieces of legislation, that reflects that. And I can't answer for our state legislature and, and how they conduct business, but it's very clear, I think, that if you look at what they do compared to what our city council does, that we have that local government in the form of our city council is very serious about service to the public, whereas maybe our state legislature isn't necessarily so serious. Now, I say that, although I have, I am absolutely, what, what our, our state representative Jill Billings does on a regular and ongoing basis is absolutely phenomenal constantly building bridges and constantly uh, reaching across the aisle and constantly promoting uh, legislation that will help benefit the citizens of, of our community and throughout um, throughout the region. So I, I know that she is working constantly. So I'm, yeah. I'm super impressed with Jill Billings. Um, Brad Path also just, uh, just tirelessly working. Um, and, yeah, they're campaigning as well. But well, in well, terms of the legislature overall, yeah, I, I can't answer for that, but I can say that our city council is is constantly at work and constantly talking about ways that we can improve our city. Well, it's just so funny because medical marijuana has come up. The state legislature is going to start discussing medical marijuana. I've never talked about it ever before. No, we can't have any kind of legalization. And now it's right. like, well, yeah, you're out of session. You could talk about medical marijuana because you want to go to the campaign trail and say, hey, medical marijuana and see how it feels. And then you don't have to do anything after you get elected or reelected. Then, eh, well, let's put it back in the back burner. So I don't know. And I will say I have had I've had Jill Billings on, and then she when I give her when I give her this speech about like you guys are out of session, come on, and it's not her, it's out of her control. Republicans control this. Uh, Billings, she goes off on a tangent about like I'm on this committee, that committee, and then like I start falling asleep because she's talking about how much work she's still doing and i'm totally she's totally right she is like definitely on all these committees kind of like the city council and i'm like all right jill that's your way too it's way too complicated for me i understand like so there's some stuff that the legislature does behind (laughs) the scenes that uh we don't see but in terms of meeting in session and actually debating stuff uh, that's not happening anyway lacrosse mayor mitch reynolds gonna join us for a couple more minutes after the break we'll be back All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PMs. Mayor Mitch Reynolds on with me. We did a we did a little Reacher preview. You'll have to next month. So your work for the month is to get Reacher in first season eight episodes, right. so that we can just spend the whole show breaking down Reacher. Everybody listening, that'll be a spoiler alert for next month. Of what is it? The second Monday of the month, uh, you should yeah. be on. Um, and then hopefully, you know, and then everybody watch. There's two Judge Dreads. Let's do that, too, as well. So we can just, yep. you know, the first half of the segment, we'll do Reacher and then Judge Dredd re- previews. Sure. Maybe we'll rank, sure. you know, which one is it? Clearly, the Stallone Judge Dredd will be the better of the two. Um, oh, yeah, by far. It's not even close. All right. So yeah. this guy, I, I'm not sure if it's more than one person, but they, they're bugging me about okay. there is. OK, so we have a sister city, Dubna. I think that's no. how I say it. Yep. And yep. and it's in Russia, yep. and there's a Russian flag in the airport, and I think there might be a Ru- another Russian flag somewhere else. Yep. And this guy's bugging me. He's doing a lot of research on Dubna, and I'm like, eh, you know, the Russian flag. I get it; it's worth worth of conversation. But to do all this research on a sister city, I th- I feel like it'd be better off researching the the Lacrosse County 
uh, board agenda that happened on Monday or the city council agenda that happens Thursday, but do what you want. Are we taking down a Russian flag in the, in the airport? Is there one maybe in city hall? What are we, you know, do you, what, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, interesting. I mean, obviously, we've had these sister city relationships with, uh, we now have eight sister cities um, throughout the globe. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's been mutually beneficial um, for, uh, in terms of cultural exchange, educational exchange, uh, so many interactions that we've had over the past several decades. And Dubna became a sister city, I want to say 1990, I think it was. So it's been a really long time. Well, Brad will thunder in here with the date, don't worry. Yeah, he'll come in here with the date. And um, there have been a tremendous amount of, a lot of interaction between our city and the city of Dubna, uh, Russia, uh, with uh, individuals there over the many decades, or the past three decades, basically. And we've done a lot of, there's been exchanges, there's been, you know, there's been, Folks who have lifelong friends, uh, family friends in in both cities. So um, it is a interesting situation, certainly with the, uh, the the massive amount of aggression and devastation that's been um, that has happened in in, in Ukraine um, because of uh, the the dictator Putin and and how that relates to sister cities. Now I think there's a, there's. 68, I want to say 68 Russian sister cities throughout the United States, and some communities have pulled their sister city relationships because of the invasion of Ukraine. And um, to this point, the city of La Crosse is not. Uh, our, we rely on our international committee to provide that guidance to the city council, who ultimately has a decision on whether to um, to uh, um, sever those ties with the sister city in Dubna, Russia. And to this point, we have not. Um, I believe that, the, uh, again, the, 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 uh, the, the basis of the sister city relationship is to create a channel of communication uh, between the locals at, at the very local level uh, so that we can bridge gaps that occasionally exists on the national level of government. And then that's what we have done throughout our relationship. I mean, remember, this sister city has survived the invasion of Chechnya, of Georgia, of Crimea, um, the, 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 the uh, aggression in Syria, and any number of other things. And, of course, the sister city in, in China, you know, we, we maintain that sister city despite the many different um, human rights abuses that have been engaged in with or that that the city that I'm sorry the national government of China has engaged in and I, we don't and, and to be fair we don't we don't actually have a policy for how we decide to sever these relationships that was never that was never created so that's something that we're actually looking at right now Rick is is understanding how that happens I mean what what at what point do we decide that these relationships are damaged by the actions of the dictators that uh, that that are essentially running the government. Well, in my- whether it be in, in China or in in Russia or in Cameroon, for that matter. I mean, how do we decide at what point we sever these relationships? And we haven't gotten to that point yet. Now, in terms of the flags, just to, to be clear, um, the the flags in the airport were approved by a city council resolution back in 2005, I believe. And so the city council would have to approve the removal of those flags. And to this point, that has not happened. 
I mean, city government moves kind of slowly, so the invasion happened on uh, February 24th. We haven't quite reached the point where the flags uh, have that, that the removal of the flags have happened. The, the resolution in front of the city council tomorrow night expresses support for the Ukrainian people, which is what we should be doing. We should be supporting the Ukrainian people. Like the, the Ukrainian flag is flying outside of City Hall right now because of our support for the Ukrainian people. I was visited by the International Women's Community Committee in my, in my office uh, uh, a few days ago, and uh, uh, women from the Ukraine came, and, you know, they, they talked to me, and they, they expressed appreciation for flying the Ukrainian flag and, and, uh, and asked for our help in resettling refugees and, and for our community's help and supporting those who are in Ukraine. And, and talked about their family members who were in these cities that we've, we've heard about over and over again, Bukha and, and Mariupol and uh, Lviv and Kiev, all of these places where they have family members, and, uh, and they, they urged action from our community. But they also urged us to maintain that sister city relationship with Dubna Russia because that type of communication is essential for undermining the aggression that has happened in Ukraine. And, I, you know, I don't have family in Ukraine, but, but they do. Yeah. And from their perspective, it's way more important to maintain that relationship than it is to sever those ties and not have that ability to communicate at all. Uh, I, have, uh, I have communicated with the, uh, the mayor of, the, of, of Dubna and asked him to, to take, take some action. You know, take, go to the streets or lead your people. It's hard. You know, when you're living in a dictatorship, which basically Russia has become, it's not, it's not like it is here. Uh, you, you, get, you get basically uh, silenced and, 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 um, and uh, sent to uh, um, the, uh, the, the gulags, gulags, right? The gulags, uh, yeah. For, for speaking your mind. And it's just not something that, uh, that's as, as easy to do there as it is here. Well, I think so I think part we'll, of that. We'll it, see what the conversation uh, looks like in uh, at the city council meeting tomorrow, but uh, I anticipate that that there'll be some strong statements by city council members. Yeah, I think uh, you know if the United States does stuff that the rest of the world doesn't like all the time too, and you think like, well, what if you know pick a pick a different sister city that isn't one of the controversial ones you've named. What if they come to, to lacrosse and go, you know, hey, we're going to sever ties with you because of what Joe Biden has decided to, you know, send armed forces to South Africa or something. You'd be sure. like, well, uh, we don't I don't have any say in that. So, sure. you know, you might toe the line with whatever Joe Biden or whatever the United States is. These, you might toe the line there a little bit, but you're right. There's a little bit of dictatorship versus democracy and the idea that uh, Joe Biden isn't going to send you to the gulags for that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, there, there's some apples to oranges to that, but, um, is it just, is it as easy as just like, man, we're going to take the flag down for however long this, this atrocity happens over there. Yeah. I, I mean, I I suppose we could, I think from my perspective, taking the flag flag, a flag down is akin to severing the relationship. Um, and also just all, you know, it is, I don't. I think that a, that largely symbolic move is is not productive. And what would be productive is supporting the Ukrainian people and finding out ways that we can help them. And whether that's resettling refugees, something that my staff is working on, or um, or providing you know the the things that the the folks in the Ukraine need. Uh, I, I think that those two things are, are are things that we can do. 
Um, I, I think that in the future, I think maybe the city council will look at how the flags are used and whether we're, we should be hanging uh, flags of nations or whether we should be displaying flags of cities themselves or if there should be shields of cities or something like that. You know, I don't know if that's going to happen. That, that's Again, that's up to the city council to decide if they would like to remove flags because they uh, it was under the resolution of the city council to in, in, install flags, at least at the airport. Not so clear about why they're in City Hall, but uh, at least at the airport, that's, that was a city council resolution. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, maybe um, but, maybe just put like a I don't know. If du- I'm googling Dubna flag, but I don't. Yep. I'm I'm not sure they even have one. There's there well, is they, one, they but they do. They do. We haven't been able to. We actually had one at one point, but um, it, it's it's gotten lost in the shuffle somewhere. So we're not exactly sure where it is. And I, and I think that might be something that we do in the future is is change how we look at flags and think. Well, you know, let's let's if we're going to put up flags, let's put up flags of the sister city itself as opposed to the nation. I don't know that we'll have to have that that conversation, that debate. Uh, but for now, what we would like to do is say that we support the people of Ukraine because they're, they're the victims here. And frankly, the, 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 uh, many of the, the people of, the, of, of, of Russia and of Dubna, Russia, they're, they're victims too. They're victims of, of the, the leadership that, is, that has gone astray and that is, um, you know, that's working in this autocratic way and that is, frankly, guilty of, of murderous war crimes. All right, that's lacrosse mayor Mitch Reynolds. I getting on the text line. He said thanks. The the texter Kevin says thanks for your views. Uh, he so he appreciates you speaking out on this. Uh, and I know you got to go, so I appreciate you coming on, Mitch. Thanks a lot. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Rick. Later. Bye now. All right, we got to take one more break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk. PS. A couple minutes left here. Thank thanks again to lacrosse mayor Mitch Reynolds stopping in. If you want to hear the the interview, if you're tuning in now and missed missed the beginning, I joined uh, for the first well the, for the whole hour. So he started right off the bat. Um, Wisdomnews.com/slash/podcast. You can get all the podcasts on the website. Uh, William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Chair, is coming in here. We're doing a podcast right now, right after the show with with a. Uh, state treasurer candidate so we do a lot of we've been doing a lot of candidate podcasts on the show with william garcia the democratic voice um i will say bill fian does a podcast called fact check he's the lacrosse county republican party chair uh he's got rebecca clayfish on his show i believe bill is also um part well she's running for governor as a republican i think bill is like a i don't know Anyway, so that's that's on there. So wisdomnews.com slash podcast. Um, what else? What else? Oh, and if you want to, yeah, that'll be up in a couple minutes after the show. But we we talked about the council meeting a little bit. We didn't really hit it on any of the details with the council meeting, but I did want to throw the idea that what if the city council just decided right now to adjourn for the year to start campaigning? Start campaigning. Uh, 41 items on the on the agenda for tomorrow for the city council. And that's the city. So think about like the state. Like how many things could the state be doing right now each month? This meeting, and 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 not that the legislature isn't doing anything, but when they say they're going to look at medical mar- marijuana, they're not going to do anything with it. They're just going to say that so they can hit the campaign trail and and go, you know, because medical marijuana, marijuana in general, I think just based on the majority, like people don't care. Like just legalize it. This is another way to. 
like anything, tax on cigarettes or tax on alcohol, just tax it and it's going to make money for you, right? Uh, and it, it, it's a plant. Like, who cares at this point? Like, it's and then sponge all the people that are in jail for marijuana. My goodness. Uh, but they're gonna they're gonna do that. They're gonna campaign on that and and be like, yeah, look at we're gonna talk about medical marijuana. Well, you're behind the times here, state legislature. First of all, you're just gonna campaign on it. You're not doing anything about it. And second of all, like Michigan's legalized it uh, recreationally. Illinois legalized it recreationally. Canada has legalized it as a country recreationally. So everywhere around us, that in that regard, and then Iowa and Minnesota have already legalized it medically. And, you know, so like Wisconsin, we don't even tell, at least we're talking about it, but we're not going to do anything about it because we uh, aren't in session. So could Governor Evers hold a special session? Just, uh, you know, the troll, the the, the idea that we're going to troll the the state legislature for being adjourned. And we're going to have a special session to debate whether or not to legalize medical marijuana. There's enough places in the United States to be able to, like, see how it's going uh, medically. (laughs) So... I did see a comment from somebody on Facebook on our Facebook page with this story. It was like, oh, there's going to be uh, however many million, millions of people are going to all of a sudden have a achy back. <laughs> all of a sudden, oh, my back, doc, my back hurts. Maybe give me some of that medical marijuana. I thought that was a pretty good one. And yeah, who cares? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make a big difference. Um, but anyway, wisdomnews.com slash podcast. We talked about that. We talked about the groundbreakings, $200 million facility of mail. Uh, the $5.5 million fire station, Chief Ken Gilliam leaving, um, and just the process of, of getting a new fire chief. And then obviously we just talked about Ukraine. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, of course.